0: What's up, besties?
1: It's time to spill the tea.
0: Welcome back to another episode of The Voice Messages. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, We are going to get started with a this or that. And on today's episode of this or that, it is lip gloss versus lipstick. What do you prefer, Joe?
1: Obviously, this is a very serious topic. Um, it really
0: is. I
1: am... I wear lip gloss more frequently than lipstick, but I am a big like I like I'm a combination girly. I really prefer like a lipstick and then a gloss over, um, mm. to like mix the shades together a little bit. But today yep. I have like a tinted lip gloss that like like when it dries, I still it, like it. It still has a tint left, so it looks like, but it's not a lipstick. But I wouldn't say it's yeah. like matted.
0: But it yeah. doesn't like make your lips look cakey. Like I prefer lip gloss all day, every day because lip stick makes my lips feel like really dry looking and cracked after a certain period of time. Like how do the girlies get their lipstick to look smooth throughout their whole entire day? Because it's just well, not working like for whole, me. <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole like lip prep that goes on for
1: very serious lipstick wearers. Um <laughs> I mean, I've tried like the sugar scrubs and all of that, but like I just don't have time to be like doing a ten step thing for my lipstick to just come right off. And I know you can get lipstick that stays on forever and all that, but I also don't have four hundred dollars. So yeah, um, I agree. I just I don't know because sometimes <laughs> my lips just look a little bit crusty when I wear lipstick. Mine always do. Especially like without sale. Do you know like that lipstick? It's like a lip gloss, but it's like a lipstick and it's like like the leather ones.
0: Like yes and no, like leather meaning like the way that it looks. Yes, they're disgusting. Like the packaging, the packaging looks like leather, or like like, the the way it goes on your lips looks like leather. Which I'm really trying to understand what you're talking about.
1: The way it goes on your lips, like it like looks like leather, and then it dries.
0: I feel like that's like a matte lipstick that you're talking about.
1: No, but it's like. It's like not like it's like a okay. it, it goes on like soaking. <laughs> it goes on like soaking wet, and then it like oh, dries. But when it dries, it's like the Sahara Desert. Like it is so bad. Like the lip crusties. Like I'm gonna need to look that up. Do you know a brand? Like, can you give me more information? Listen, it is like a top notch brand that I have. I got in an Epsi <laughs> Glam bag. Um, I think. I don't know what it is. I'll have to look it up. I have to okay. look it
0: up. Is it Too Faced? Yeah, I'm like, curious. I don't know.
1: But it's like a high quality brand and it literally goes on and I, I look like sandpaper.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Like no lipstick ever works for me, even when I start to put it on. Whether it's creamy, it's matte, it's just your regular lipstick. My lips get so caked up and dry. Like <laughs> I just feel like my lips look so good with just a little gloss.
1: Just, you, just, you, you Maybe, maybe I up. should touch it up you get a lot of buildup that's what you're saying
0: yeah sorry I just had to touch up my lips real quick um by the way I love this gloss from Maybelline lifter gloss mm. it's called in case I'm so sad wondering. because
1: I have a Maybelline gloss that I love it's like a it's like a tinted ellipse lip gloss stain yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> listen there's I so many um... names out there
1: <laughs> listen I have yeah can we can we Real quick, can we just like reel it in? Like there's the lip stain. Obviously there's a the lip liner which is separate. The lip stain, the lipstick, the lip crayon. I do like a good crayon. Um, it's like a moist like situation going on. There's like the lip marker. I hate that freaking word. <laughs> I moist. I just don't understand. Anyways. But I get it. Ladies ladies and gents, today we are talking about society norms. And I just want to start off by talking about social media and the crazy amount of pressure it puts on us to, you know, be at a certain point in our life. Um, it's just a highlight reel in reality. Like when you actually, like, if you were to ask me, if you looked at my Instagram and you were to ask me what was going on that day in every photo, I can promise you it was an absolute it was not shit, perfect. shit show. Right. I look great, but my day was probably horrible.
0: I actually love that perspective that you can look at a picture and see like happiness and joy and all of these things. But on the other hand, that was, there was probably something that happened that day that like caused you to be overwhelmed or anxious or mad or whatever. And then you chose to obviously post the happy moments because who's posting mad, sad, unhappy moments anymore like no one is posting anything negative which I get because we live in a very negative world but I think like sometimes it's just too perfect like the Instagram Mm -hmm. posts are too curated too perfected it's just it's not reality
1: you know what cracks me up it cracks me up when you see an influencer like they like film themselves getting out of bed can we Oh my god. Can we stop fucking doing that? First off, <laughs> I look like a sewer rat when I wake up.
0: Yes. <laughs> um
1: have you seen that TikTok lately? It's I think it's from like Elmo. It's like who's that wonderful girl? She's the most beautiful girl. I haven't seen in that one world. yet.
0: Let it's me add that to my list though.
1: <laughs> it's basically me. Like that's the song that like Matt sings in the morning when he goes to give me a hug goodbye cuz I look like and smell like a sewer rat. And so for these influencers, they're filming. Love that for you. They're (laughs) filming themselves stretching, getting out of bed. Yeah. And they're in these like perfectly white, like white sheeted beds. Like there's not a a single hair on them. They're in these amazing pajamas and they somehow wake up looking beautiful. Fresh blowout. They have makeup on. But like the idea that they got out of bed, they got ready for the day, probably ate breakfast and then change did it all over just a video get out of bed we don't need to do that we know you're already awake if you're filming we can cut the getting out of bed on social media
0: which I just want to say like disclaimer if that is something that brings you joy I love that for you like if you are someone who wants to record yourself getting out of bed looking beautiful like more power to you but it's just not realistic like I get the influencer vibe and like being an influencer I totally get it like you guys are killing it out there. I love that for you. But how is that relatable? Because like you said, we know that you had to set up your camera. You had to set up the tripod. You had to get back into bed. You had to do the whole thing. And to be honest, I am not, I've never been the girly who has perfect pajamas. I'm wearing like sweatpants from 2010 with my like husband's old ass sweatshirt and like fuzzy socks. And like, that is my, those are my pajamas for and I'm probably wearing them like two to three times before I even wash them. A whole them. week.
1: A whole week. <laughs> I wear a shirt, my favorite pajama shirt. It has like a million holes in it. It is so comfortable for me. It is so soft. It's so worn in. It's yep. just like shaped to my body. It's the best. It's like an XXXXXXL. It is the biggest shirt <laughs> in the entire world. I love it so much. It's just so interesting because like, you know, you're on TikTok. You see all these girlies with like their nice pajamas. They're like. Like turning into a pajama girly, like, oh my God, like I, I love my ratchet t shirts. I really do. I I know. I really do. I love them with the hole in it. And it just goes back to like, you know, the pressure of social media, like trying to curate this like perfect look and trying to be picture perfect. And, you know, like when it comes to their houses or their apartments, for example, like everything is so pristine and it's just. And aesthetically pleasing. It's not reality for most people, because one, like, none of us can really afford to go shop at the entire, you know, uh, Target section, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Like, would I love everything in that section? Yes. But can I afford to, like, constantly flip my aesthetic over? No.
0: So, it's... No, especially for the seasons, too. Like, everyone, I feel like... the Okay, so, right now, just talking about, like, you know, Thanksgiving into Christmas, which, by the way, I just want to point out. Merry coffee for those who can't or aren't watching the video, this is a great Christmasy coffee situation right now because I am obsessed with Christmas. but I just want to put like that little reminder out it's like you don't have to go and get all the new decorations for Christmas for Thanksgiving for whatever holiday you celebrate just because it's out there it's at target it's you know which I'm kind of being a hypocrite right now because I just got a couple new things from Target yesterday in the Christmas section. But you don't have to go and revamp your whole entire life and your whole entire house just because we're in that next season and all the influencers are going to be posting about what's out there, what's a target, anthropology, home goods, TJ Maxx. Like, do not feel the pressure of having everything to look perfect. and i think that just is like another great point like the pajamas oh you have to have the perfect set of pajamas you have to have the white bedding you have right. to have the pristine white kitchen with all of like the gadgets and i actually saw the other day on a tiktok um this woman who was probably like our age like late 20s early 30s and she doesn't have a perfectly looking kitchen she actually had that like drop down ceiling like lighting situation oh, like yeah. i don't I know, know like like a doctor's office kind of looking oh, yeah. lighting And she was in our kitchen and she was like, I almost wasn't going to post this video of like me making dinner and being like, you know, feeling good and happy just because my kitchen wasn't aesthetically pleasing. It had like the brown cabinets, the the white fridge that like nobody wants anymore. Um, And I was just like, damn, you know, that sucks that we feel as a society, we cannot put out the content that we want because it's not what everyone else is doing and it doesn't look perfect. But at the same time, we are not going to go into debt for having aesthetically pleasing videos. Like, we're not going to go do a whole kitchen remodel and get all this new bedding just because Sally Sue is doing it down the street. Like, we're not about that life. We need to save our money. We're not going in a hole just to put out a a TikTok video that looks good.
1: Right. And I, I I think that a lot of people, like, will literally go into debt to, like, like follow society norms of like keeping up with the trends and keep up with the Joneses. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I, I feel like, I don't know if we're de-influencing anyone listening right now, but like you do not need all of the shit on TikTok. For example, okay. If someone says you absolutely cannot live without this, this item, you never need to be influenced for an item that you cannot live without. Okay. I just want to like. True. I love that. Like, Can we say that again? You do not need to be influenced. Hold on. You do not need to be influenced for an item you cannot live without. And that's it. Water. You don't need to influence me to buy water. I'm just going to buy water. You don't really see advertisements for water. Do you? Like, I don't. True. I don't.
0: Just the flavored ones now. Right. Well, yeah, there's a lot of, yes, the influencers are doing the hint water. It's oh, like God. lemon, blueberry, whatever, all the different flavors. But I agree. It's like you're supposed to drink water every day. Like, just drink. And honestly, I hate to be this person, but, like, if you are the one who is going to get water bottles, that then do it. Like, if that's what works for you and maybe you can't get the – let's actually talk about this for a quick second. The Stanley cups, which I am a culprit. I have a Stanley, and I think it absolutely sucks. I just got one a couple months ago, so I was not the person to go out and get it first thing when it was like wait, this big Wait, the cup sucks. Phenomenon. The cup sucks or? The Stanley. You don't, you don't- The cup sucks. You don't like it? Yes. The Stanley, I absolutely <sighs> hate it. I hate it. $40, a waste of time and money. It leaks. It does not hold ice. I have a Yeti cup that I've had for years and that works so much better. Um, So I'm just saying like- Don't feel like you have to be the girl to go out and get the perfect, you know, aesthetically pleasing cup to put your water in. Like, if you're just getting the freaking Poland Spring water bottles at, you know, your local, yeah, using a mason jar for your water that's, you know, filtered out of the tap, whatever. Like, do you. Don't be shamed because you have to use a single serving water bottle. I get it. We're trying to save the planet as much as we can. But like, don't feel the pressure of going to get all these freaking $40 is such a crazy amount of money for a water bottle. Yeah, that's like, what are we doing?
1: What are we doing? That's a lot of money. I would spend that on a Yeti though, just given that I already know the quality of a Yeti because I have like a few
0: Yeti, like I
1: have like the Tumblr Yetis and I really, really like the quality of them. But again, it's just like, I love social media is just such a highlight reel. And when it comes to like living situations, especially like there's so much pressure on moving out of your home and buying a house especially for like folks our age like I just feel like there's so much pressure to buy a yeah. house which is so unattainable for most people our age like millennials especially we were not set up for, set up for success at all um the, the housing market is ridiculous interest rates are really high everything is just 10 times more expensive and salaries have not gone up at all so it's interesting when like we get pressure from like older generations. You know, that like, oh, like you really shouldn't be renting right now. You should really be buying. It's better for your investments. And like, it's like, yeah, great. It is a, it is a good, it is a good return on investment. However, I did buy a house last year and I can say this house is a fucking money pit. Like we, we flipped (laughs) this house was flipped before we move in and like we're like, okay, we don't have to do any work. Like we just spent $10,000 on some HVAC ducts, like work that we'll never see. You know what I mean? It's not like aesthetic. Or anything like that. Yeah. Um yeah. like this house is like literally a money pit and it's great. Like I love owning a home and I think that there's something so proud of like with owning a home. But I also think it's okay that if you want to rent, you can rent. And if you think that like renting works for you better because like you don't want the responsibility, this is a, you should not own a home if you cannot like take on the responsibility of it. This has been the biggest undertaking of my fiance and I's relationship. Like the amount of work like that you have to do on your house, like Cause like we can't afford to have people come in and do the work for us all the time. It's a
0: lot. And you don't even think about those things. I feel like they don't, they don't. And when I say they, I just mean like the world in general, right? Like we're not taught anything about like the next steps of like going into adulthood. Right. We're talking, we talk about other things in school that are just kind of it. it, We're never going to learn it in real life or use it in real life. And They don't talk about that. They don't talk about, like, you know, the upkeep of a house, the maintenance, like you said, just anything that could just break at any given moment and you have to come up with thousands of dollars. And I also think the other side of that is that some people love to have a maintenance free living lifestyle, right? Like you said, they never have to, you know, worry about it. You're calling your landlord, you're calling, you know, whoever it might be that you are renting from. And maybe you have a good connection with that, you know, that person, like your landlord, maybe it's great. You have a set, you know, rent oh, yeah. that you're doing. They help you out for your house. Like you love the the style, whatever it might be. And that's great. Like if you want to stay there for the rest of your life and just continue renting, you're not throwing away money. I hate that society makes us feel like the timeline being, okay, you have to find your partner. Then you have to, you know, get married. Then you have to buy a mm-hmm. house. Then you have to have the kids. and it's just not realistic. And especially in this market, like us millennials, you know, a hundred thousand dollars is like nothing anymore, which makes me want to throw up just saying that, but like even putting down a hundred thousand, you're still paying so much money on a mortgage. The interest rates are crazy. And I just have to say like, for me personally, like my husband and I, we used to live on our own, right? We moved out when we were young around like 20, we rented for four years and apartments and they were gorgeous and they were like the newer apartments. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Oh my God. Right. Obviously looking back, I'm like, holy shit, how did I do all of that? But you know, it allowed us to grow up. We figured things out. We, you know, we got through it, but then my parents fortunately bought a new house and they were like, Hey, we'll do the basement over for you. We'll we'll make it into your own in-law apartment. And I at first was like, Absolutely not. I cannot see us moving back to mom and dad's. (laughs) Yes, we technically have our own space, but I was like, "Uh, I don't know about this. And my husband, on the other hand, was like, we're doing it. Like, this is a no brainer. We're going to save money, time, like all of the above. And we've been here for almost six years and I could not be more grateful for our living situation because it's given us time. It's given us freedom. It's given us just so much more. And at first I looked at it as like a downgrade. When ultimately I've been upgraded, like I, there's no pressure to move out. I'm not about to go drop 700,000 on a house that needs to be renovated and put myself in crazy amounts of debt for no reason. But I almost felt like there was kind of like a shame around Mm. that. Like if you have to move back home to your parents' house, do not feel guilty. Do not feel shamed. And like I always say, as, as long as it's good for your mental health and you feel confident and comfortable in that situation, go back to your childhood bedroom go back to the basement, go back to whatever works for you. And also it's like, I also look at it as a time that I get to, you know, spend a little bit more with my brother, my parents, we're not going to be together forever. And it just has been really nice to like have more time with them that we're just, again, we're not going to get back. So do not feel shamed for moving back into your parents, for never moving out to begin with, or for renting in a cute little apartment that works for you. Like there is no shame in doing any of those. And things. I think like the
1: other thing to note is that like a lot of like young women our age are, are sort of just like going the route of being like, I don't know if I want to be in a relationship. And I don't know if I want to live with someone else or I want to be in a relationship, but I don't want to live together. Like I don't want to get married. And we live in a very much, we live in a society <laughs> in a country that It's a dual income household to have a house or, or someone has to make a significant amount of money. Um, So it almost makes like, you know, it rules out single people wanting to to buy a house. And I, I think that there's no shame in them like living on their own in an apartment or whatever it is, right? And especially if you love your lifestyle, because it's also not possible for everyone to move into a home based on where they live. Um, you know, if you live in a city, you can't buy a home. You're probably not going to be buying an apartment or a condo. It's so expensive. So if you want to live in the city because of work or whatever, and you end up renting your whole life, it is what it is. I also hate the mindset of like, you're throwing money out the window, especially for people that like moving out, will give them like peace of mind and give them, you know, give back their mental health and mental sanity. Yeah. I'm like, you're not wasting money on your, because you're doing something that benefits you. And if you also, I also feel like there's also part of it. It's like moving out like will help you. For some people, like it really helps them grow up and really helps them be like, oh my gosh, like I need to get my shit together. And I think for some people, they just need like push to go out there in the world. So I think I see both sides, but I also I just I don't. You shouldn't be shamed for doing something that benefits your financial situation, your mental health, your lifestyle. Because a down payment, our parents would put on a house back then is is a quarter of the down payment we need for a house nothing now (laughs) so it's just it's just so much different and like I I am traditionally following the like standard society norm timeline like we get we we got a house we got engaged we're getting married and then we're gonna have a baby and that kind of leads me to like the next topic is like the pressure to have kids like I'm feeling it more
0: and more (laughs) Yeah. Let's, let's dive into that because I have a lot to say. Yeah.
1: I'm feeling it <laughs> more and more now that I'm engaged and I just kind of want to put like a pinhole in the kid thing for a second with like, you know, getting married and whatnot. I feel like, you know, especially with being engaged, like people are now asking me like when you're having kids and it's like, I haven't even had my wedding yet, which by the way, the, the norms yeah. for a wedding nowadays is just like, Again, it's a it's one big social media Insane. highlight reel, and I feel like we've kind of stepped away from what it's actually about—two fucking people, two people, right? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 if you can afford this big lavish wedding, like, good for you, and I think that that's great, and like, just make sure you fucking invite me. Um, but I think if you're going,
0: <laughs> Hello, plus I think one. if
1: you're going in debt for a wedding, like. We need to stop normalizing that because you're never going to be able to get that house you want. You're never going to be able to get ahead. No. You're never going to be able to afford those kids you want. So, like, you should not be going into debt for your wedding. Like, I don't know how. Loud Absolutely I can say not. That, but it's it's normal now.
0: Yeah, I know it's like over a hundred thousand dollars for a wedding, and that's not even including everything that you need. Um, I just think it's it's just again, it's unrealistic. It is so I just feel like this all kind of goes back to social media. It, we live in a world where we're so plugged in nowadays. Technology is at our fingertips. We can literally look up anything that we want to. And within two seconds, we have an answer and we have multiple answers, yes. right? And we see all of these weddings on TikTok, on, you know, Instagram, whatever. And it's just like, Yeah. Does it look beautiful when you're on the Amalfi Coast? Of course it does. That's gorgeous. But also we're not talking about the price. I think that price like transparency should be more Mm -hmm. of a thing when we're on social media, like with these influencers and with, you know, whoever's sharing their life on social media, I feel like you should really do like a price transparency. Like don't make it sound like, you know, you had all this money just like at your fingertips, you know, like if you're going into debt, like, Put that out there because, again, it's not realistic. And, again, no one's going to do that, right, because it's a highlight reel. So, of course, no one's going to be like, I'm in debt for this kitchen remodel, for this wedding of my dreams, for the house that I really wanted. Like, it's just – it's too much. I find that smaller, like, micro-weddings have become a little bit more popular. I don't think everyone is doing the crazy big wedding so much anymore. I think that they're kind of recognizing, like, hey, I'm not going to put myself in debt for one night, one day And like, do you really care about every single person at your wedding? Like 150, 200, 250, like however many people are at your wedding. Do you actually care that much about them to spend that that much money? (laughs) Because I don't like, I do not have 150 people that I care about that much to throw out a hundred grand. Like I much rather keep that for myself and do something completely different. But on the other hand, again, it's like, Just know that if you want to do an elopement and have a beautiful dinner with like close friends and family, that is beautiful. If you want to do a destination wedding and have, you know, 10, 15 people there, that is beautiful too. Like, do not feel the pressure of having to, I also feel like, sorry, I'm kind of switching a little bit, but I feel like women who are single right now are already Worried about like the Mm. next steps, right? They're worried about like, how about like, what if I don't find a husband in time by the time I'm 30? Like, and then if I find that husband, what if I, you know, don't have the money for the perfect wedding that I need to have? Like, it's so much like too far into the future that we're thinking about because of social media and timelines and like the pressure of having everything so perfect by the time that you're 30. I feel like we can't even just enjoy the stage of life that we're in, right? And I always say, like, if you can enjoy, the journey to your destination. Once you get to that destination, it's still never going to be fulfilling because then you're on to the next destination. Like we're just crossing off boxes here for society. And I think it's such bullshit and we need to stop doing that. Live for ourselves, live in the moment and do you because we do not get this time back and life is too fucking short to do anything that you don't want to do just because society tells you to do it. I
1: literally know people that like do things purposely, like go out of their way to like go to a certain place just because they want to be able to post that they were there. And it's. I know
0: it's sick. We live in a sick world. (laughs) Was
1: the food really that good? I remember one time I went out for a friend's birthday and we went to this like popular bar or whatever. And, It's like really hard to get into and like, oh, it's going to be amazing. And I remember going there and I'm like, yeah, what? Like, Did I miss something here? Because I'm like, like the food sucked. The drinks sucked. Everything was overpriced. I'm like, yeah, I like my little diner down the street or like my little like bar near the water a lot more than this place. It's just so interesting because so many places are so hyped up. And I think going back to, like, you know, transparency about, like, money and stuff, and it's, like, people aren't really being realistic, and they're not being, like, yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm in credit card debt for, like, this crazy wedding or this, this crazy house that I have or the aesthetics that I'm following, right? And I feel like myself, I'm actually pretty transparent with this stuff. Like, people have asked me, like, how much you money on your wedding? Because we're doing a wedding moon where we're getting, it's a destination where we're getting married yeah. and staying there for a honeymoon. We're combining it all together to To save money, which I love that, and I I've been honest with people. I'm like, yeah, I'm spending fifteen thousand dollars, and I I am not afraid to like tell people that because I'm like, listen, like we had a budget and like fifteen thousand was our high budget. Originally, we wanted to spend ten ten thousand, but yeah, I wanted the whole two week vacation thing, and um when we started looking at venues, it just like wasn't possible for us, and and then some of it like I started to ask myself like, am I doing this for myself or am I doing this for like other people like just to invite all these people that I normally don't talk to. And am I doing this just for social media? Yeah. And am I doing this because this is what everyone else is doing? And I'm doing something that not a lot of people end up doing, like a destination wedding. And I've slowly been able to let go of like yeah. the norm around it, like the the pressure like of like why I shouldn't do it. And I've just been like, fuck it. Like I'm paying for it and this is it. And like, it's still a lot of money for us. Like, cause we're paying for it on our own that's the other big thing. And so it's still a lot of money. And like, I'm, I'm not, I'm Matt and I were just like, we're not going into debt for our wedding. Like we are going to work together as a team to pay for this. And, and that's that. And like, you know, once March comes around, we're not going to owe anything. And I know that that's a huge privilege to say that, but I think we need to stop normalizing these big weddings and normalizing going into debt for your wedding.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I also had a destination wedding, which of course we'll go into weddings like a whole we could talk about weddings for days and days and days. So we'll definitely do a whole nother episode on this. But we had a destination wedding, and long story short, we started planning the big wedding, right? We started doing all of the things. We had the venue, we had the people, yada yada yada. Um <clears throat> there was a turning point that I'll talk about in a different, you know, different day. But there was a turning point for me that something had happened And I just flipped a switch and I was like, you know what? We're doing destination. And we ended up having, I think there was like 10 or 12 of us total. Love that for me. Um, And we, we had a blast. We were there a little bit before everyone came and arrived. We were there for obviously our actual wedding. And then we stayed a little bit later once everyone left as like our honeymoon. And it was the best thing that I have ever done for myself. And still price transparency. I think it was around like $10,000 we had spent but that also included our like room stay our honeymoon stay, like everything like was included and it was the best decision. Like we still look back on that day and we had such a blast with everyone. And at first it was kind of like, Oh, when we were thinking about destination, we're like, what if a lot of people don't right. show up? Like, what if there are just like, you know, 10 chairs on the aisle and people around us are probably like, Oh my God, like what's you know going on. But I was like, fuck that. You know, I, I, quickly just got over that, you know, perspective in my mind. And I was like, the people that are going to be there for us on our wedding day are the ones that truly matter the most. Um, you know, and, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Like, as long as you have people there who are there, especially for you, they want to see you two get married, be happy, live it out. That's the only thing that matters at the end of the day. Like who cares about the 150 people that you don't know, like what to watch you walk down the aisle and like just to say that you put it on social media it's just yeah it's too much um so yeah I am so excited for your wedding oh my gosh by the way I cannot wait we are gonna have it's a just it's a giant big party days. and you're never gonna do that again for the most part
1: yeah I have, I have like, like, there, but yeah it's just crazy I, love though, it. because I love it because I'm so pumped, I'm pumped. oh my god I, it's crazy though, because like, since we got engaged, I'm going to go back to the kid thing. And like, you know, people are now asking us like when we're going to have kids and kind of like you said, like, it's just a constant checkbox. Like, I'm like, I'm literally just trying to enjoy this time being engaged. Like, can we not talk about like what's next for us? Because what's next is we're getting married and that's what I'm focusing on. And you're asking me like, what's next? And like when we're having kids and it kind of like bypasses like the whole, like, the whole thing with like, you know, like me being excited for the wedding. Like I, I want to be excited for my wedding. I want to focus on the wedding. Like I'm not looking yeah at, I don't want to be looking at time after the wedding sort of thing. I want to be living in the present moment. I really am trying no. to like soak up this time. And it's so interesting because I'm also like, yeah, like, you know, I was saying to my mom, I'm like, I'm probably not going to have kids or try to have kids until like after the summer of 2025, who knows things might change after, you know, our wedding and stuff like that. But I said right now, like we are going to like, you know, we're going to pay off this new HVAC system. We need to get a fence. We have house projects to do. And we also want to go to Europe. And my mom's like, so you're going to have a kid. You're going to go to Europe over having a kid. And I said,
0: yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why no those two things are like, <laughs> like so
1: it's, those two things are not like parallels. I'm like, I'm like, I can't be yeah. pregnant and be going... I mean I could but like I'd be miserable I want to go to no I want to go to a vineyard in Italy and drink my way through it like I want to enjoy all the good nice fresh wine like I I want to do that and that's something that like my fiance and I want to experience and like I also just want to say that like you know we're able to do these things because we don't have kids and I don't I don't want to
0: yeah which is great I don't want to give up my life just yet same. And talking about lifestyle, I feel the exact same way because. So on the other hand, right? Like you're about to get married, and people are already asking you about the kid situation. Me, on the other hand, I've been married for six years already, and people assumed. And again, Steve and I got married so when we were crazy. young. We were twenty-three. Yada yada yada. And A twenty-three.
1: <laughs> we are the I true know. definition of high school sweethearts. <laughs> we had just moved in together into our apartment, like after college, and we were
0: like which is wild cuz i was already living together with him for 3 years Timelines, like man i, I just want to say like <laughs> when i think about that i'm like if i am to ever have kids like shout out to my parents because they they truly let me live my best life and like let me figure it That's out awesome. and like didn't ever really put any restrictions on me but i also always did like the right thing so i you know it wasn't like i was some crazy wild teenager but when i think about it i'm like am i gonna let my 20 year old son or daughter (laughs) move out with their boyfriend (laughs) like but again shout out to my parents because obviously steve and i are doing very well um but anyways i was just saying that we since we got married at a young age when we were 23 like kids weren't even in the question for us we were like no we still want to travel so much we still have our whole 20s to live out but people were automatically assuming that we were going to have kids within, you know, a year to two years of that. And I just was like, absolutely not. And people still ask us to this day, not so much my parents or, or um, my in-laws or anything like that, but it's real, like my parents are very supportive and they're like, listen, if you don't want to have kids ever, that's totally fine. Like this world is messed up. And if you don't feel hundred percent confident in that, then like, do not bring kids into this world. But I just find it so funny that people will still ask us, When are you having kids? What are you doing? Like, right. you know, what's the next step for you? And I'm like, Well, we're just living right now. We have two for fur babies. We have a great living situation. We love to travel. Oh. And I love to get my hair done once a week. I love to get my nails done. I love to get Starbucks and I don't give a fuck how that makes me sound. But if I'm able to do that right now, still without right. any hesitation. Yeah, best believe I'm mean, still gonna live that life. <laughs> you manifested this. I'm not one, slowing babe. down. I
1: mean, honestly, I, <laughs> it's interesting, because like, I grew up in like a household where we were really like, pretty poor. And like, oftentimes, we didn't have food on the table. So I finally feel like my fiance and I are at a place in our life where we like are financially stable. And like, we can like last night, we just went out for tacos just because and we can afford to do things like that. But like, I yeah. and I'm I'm just like I'm just enjoying this time I'm soaking it up I love being able to do whatever the fuck I want when I want I mean I do have a dog so she kind of limits that a little bit because she's a needy bitch
0: but <laughs> I mean, yeah I made her needy right she's yeah. my- <laughs> I mean I was just gonna say our animals yeah they give off our vibes like my animals are also very bougie and yeah. It's okay. I made exactly. them that my way. dogs like, and I give them whatever they want. An <laughs> anxious
1: mess. So <laughs> it's just, it's just exactly. It, yeah, it checks yep. out. So it checks it's just, out. It's just crazy to me. I, I don't know. I I feel like there's a lot of pressure around you know having kids and like you said, the world is so crazy and I am not even like thinking about exactly when. I think like I said, like you know, probably this after the summer of 2025, we'll try to have kids, but. I'm also just, like, not running to have kids right now yeah. just because the world is so fucked up. Like, there's almost a World War Three going on. Women's it rights really are up in the air, like, especially in the street that I live in. Like, I'm like, am I going to get be able to get the health care I need? Am I going to be yep. safe? Am I going to have a safe pregnancy? Like, there's just a lot of things to, like, worry about. And I'm like...
0: School shootings, time. mass shootings. I mean, it's... You can't even, like, bring right. your kid to school anymore without... Maybe there being some like, you know, armed guards or security or not even that. I mean, maybe, you know, not every school can even afford to do that. But it's just like, you have to worry about, is my kid coming home from school today? They're not even teaching the normal fire drills anymore. They're teaching you what comes, what happens when there's a shooter coming in. And how do you guys figure that? Like, can you imagine? We're not old. Like, we're in our late 20s. That is. You it's crazy that? to me. Like we never we had to go through time. any of that, and like 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 lockdowns, like school we did shootings all the time. Well, we did lockdowns, but I never felt like not as much as they do now. I felt like it was very much like I don't know. It didn't feel. I don't remember there really? being crazy amount of lockdowns, and it was a very quick. Wow. Like scenario I feel like now It's this just so much more elevated I don't know I No
1: but this is int- I mean I'm also a little I mean, bit you're older like than three you years old Like so a year I older than be... me
0: A year and a half This is
1: interesting We, we used to have Yeah Bomb threats all the time 29 In my high yeah. school Like all the time One time there was A case of really? shooter Like where Like it didn't Like we They they thought it happened what? But it didn't So oh for my God. me Like I'm like It's almost like
0: normal But it's so sick Yeah Oh no Yeah we didn't have that. Maybe it was just like the parts know, of like this Massachusetts is, that we live in. This was funny. It's <laughs> not fun. This is not funny.
1: But I had hip surgery and I was in this art class and I was in a wheelchair because I had hip surgery. And so they were. If I don't Lenny know where is this listening, is going, but I'm already laughing. Up, my God, Lenny. <laughs> so I had hip surgery. I was in a wheelchair. They announced that there's a bomb that we all have to get out of school immediately. <laughs> And so I'm on the third floor. <laughs> the school's three floors, and I'm like, I they you can't. They, they shut down the electricity. You can't go down the elevator. So I'm like, okay. So then they finally, they my earpod keeps literally falling out of my Oh my, my hair. god! Hold on. So, so anyways, let me back up. I'm in the it's wheelchair. Jumping. I just had hip surgery. I'm on the third floor of the building. They're like, there's a bomb. You need to get out of the school. So everyone's running down the stairs. They're getting out. They're meeting their teachers outside. The girl that I was, like, kind of friendly with, she was, like, she literally got up and started leaving out of the room. I'm yeah. like, can you push me, please? She's like, I have to get out of school. And I'm like, can you help me? So then she drops me off at the front office and just leaves me there. <laughs> everyone's leaving. Everyone's running around the building. She's like, honey, you need to get out. And I'm like, I can't go down the stairs. And they're like, well, can you just, like, walk? Like, you should be fine. I'm like, no, I just had hip surgery. Like, I can't walk. and. Um, you're in a wheelchair and then eventually they feel yeah. like well you can take the elevator you have to take it with the police officer but we can't guarantee that anything might not happen there might not be a bomb in there and I was like well it's either I get blown up inside the school or inside the elevator so what? I don't know I have to pick my poison so I took the elevator and I got out and that girl had like literally abandoned me and then I'm trying to like wheel myself out I have my backpack on my lap like I'm trying to wheel myself out no one's holding the door for me the door is just slamming in my face and this was like this was so messed up. And then I like, I stopped right outside the building because I'm like, everyone, they told everyone like, you can't stand in front of the building because there's a bomb. So everyone went all the way out, like way past the football field, yeah. like really far away from the school. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get there? None of my friends were, <laughs> none of my friends were allowed. Yeah,
0: the struggle right now. <laughs> I just want to say though, while you're, you're coming back to life, Like, you don't even think about, you know, people with disabilities or like kids with disabilities and how much like the world does not provide for them. Like, I know, like for us, it's like, oh, those everyday things like, yeah, we could just run down the stairs if there's a bomb threat or something. And, you know, we could run across to the football field and we can park in any parking spot that we want. And, you know, we can just go through the doors. But yet there are so many people with disabilities who these people do not take, you know, accountability for anything that they're doing, like, or how they're creating the buildings or like, it's 2023. Like, why do we not have access for, for all people, like all disabilities, all ages, all like everything, like just being a human, why do we not have the proper access for everyone to feel like I they are being I agree, taken care and of anyway. Sorry, everyone.
1: I just had a a cough. I started sneezing, and then I had a coughing fit, and then I was laughing, and I just had to go on mute for a second. So then I out in this it's okay. field, <laughs> and, and like like you said, like the, the doors didn't even have the buttons to push the door open. So like I couldn't get out of the building myself. So then I'm like sitting from the building. Like you need to That's move. Crazy. I'm like I cannot wheel myself. Yeah. I cannot walk, and I don't know where my crutches are. And then my friend finally comes over she goes back into the school for me to get my crutches because she's like she needs her crutches so then they make me give the wheelchair back to the school to investigate it for bombs. so then I'm crutching across the football field and I'm like literally crying I'm like this is so painful (laughs) and then there's a bench and I I go over and there's a bunch of people sitting on the bench I'm like can I sit down please And they're like we're already sitting here and I it was okay, so messed up. No. And my friend Lenny luckily Absolutely took ridiculous. care of me and everything like that. And she was so supportive of me and like all that. But now looking back to it, like back back at it, like I laugh. But the whole situation was really wild. So, anyways, all the time, every no, single people day, people have to go
0: through that every single day. It was every day. People go through that all so the time hard for me,
1: and I just and... and to like for me, like that's also another yeah. reason why, like you know, having kids is like, I really want to be, make sure that like I'm financially stable in case like, you know, I need to buy a a vehicle that like, if they, if they're they're in a wheelchair, I can buy a vehicle that I can easily like make accessible or I can, you know, redo my home to make the hallways wider or whatever. Like, I really want to make sure, like, I'm not saying I need to be a billionaire before I have a kid, but I want to make sure that I'm in the space financially to give them the best life and the best opportunities that I can between like sports or accessibilities, whatever, whatever it is. Right. I want to make sure that I can provide for them. And that's also why I'm taking a pause on the whole kid thing. So it's like, people need to stop asking when I'm having kids. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And also though, I commend the people already who are like, you know, later twenties, early thirties, whatever, not even just those ages, but I'm just kind of using that as like our timeline because that's when you know society thinks that you should have your life all figured out, which is wild. Because when you think about it, I'm like, I've only been on this earth for 29 years. Right. Like, I could live until I'm like 90. Like, I have so much time ahead of me. But I feel like when people nowadays know for sure that they are not having kids, they've already made up their mind, they feel good about it. I hate when people start shaming them because that person clearly right. feels like maybe they don't want the responsibility. Financially, they can't take care of them. They don't want to raise a child. And those are the people who I commend because I'm like, for the person who's having a kid just to have a kid, but one, you're not prepared on how is your kid going to grow up? Are they going to have a disability? Are you prepared to be you know, faced with that? Like, are you mentally, physically, emotionally stable to raise a child with a disability? And there's nothing wrong with a person or a child having a disability. But I think that when you don't have that mindset of like, I'm going all in, right. whatever my kid needs for me, I am ready to give them mentally, emotionally, and physically, then you should not become a parent because you can't predict how your son or your daughter or your child in general is going to you know, be born or how they're going to grow up or like what they're going to need. Right. You can't predict that. You can't predict any of that. So if you're not willing to be 100% in, That'd be a hundred percent out because you do not deserve to have a child. There's someone else out there who really wants to have a baby, let them have them. And you need to just, you know, cut it. I just, I hate when I see like parents just not being like, just not parenting properly. Like, and I, again, I'm not a parent, so I can't say, like, this is how you do this or this is how you do that, or I'm not putting anyone down or shaming anyone for however they raise their kids. But if you are not emotionally there for your child and right. you're not supporting them the way that they need to be supported, like, you cannot just shut out your child for the rest of your life just because it's not working for you. So I commend those who already know that they don't want kids. And they're, you know, just saying, fuck society norms. They don't care what exactly. other people are saying and, and they don't feel the pressure have back to have for The
1: whole like women's rights thing and, and why it's so important for people to have access to affordable health care, have access to birth control plan B, all of the options in case that they're in case they're not suitable to become a parent. And some people are very well aware of it. They're like, I'm not mentally stable. I'm not financially stable. I can't yeah. give the kid a fair chance. Um, I, I think that that also goes back to the pressure of, not the pressure, but like the pressure women feel about like, you know, not getting pregnant or getting pregnant, whatever, right? Like there's so much pressure around like either not getting pregnant or yeah. getting pregnant because like it, it can go both ways and it can be good or bad for, for many different people. So I, I think that that plays into a lot of it. And I, I know totally. that there's so many people out there that are like dual income, no kids couples. They call themselves dinks. That's myself right now. And I'm living my best dink life. Yeah. And yep. I think that there's no shame in it. <laughs> I love um, that. I think that we're having a great, a good time. I think that we're really just enjoying this time together because I know that we'll have more time to have kids eventually if we are blessed with children. But I'm also open to adopting too. Um, there's so many options to have kids, especially, you know, I mean, adoption yeah. is very, very difficult to adopt as well. But I'm saying that like there is there are other options if you don't feel like you actually want to give like birth and whatnot. Um, there's also that. It's like, you know, don't shame people that like don't they want a kid but they don't want to give birth. Or they want a kid, their own kid, but they can't have them. Like don't shame them. Yeah. Don't shame them. It's that's a whole topic for another day, but Absolutely um, not. Kind of just yeah. like wrapping this up. I feel like, you know, there's just so much pressure to like go through different check boxes check boxes throughout your life. And it's like The second you reach your next milestone, everyone's already asking what's next, and we're not really enjoying the current moment, and that kind of goes back to social media. It's a highlight highlight reel. We're always, like, just, like, we're always on our phones, too. Like, we're not in the present moment.
0: I know. Never. Never. I also think, too, like, kind Mm -hmm. of segueing real quick into the careers aspect of timelines, like, some people also don't even want to have kids because they want to just be, like, full throttle on their career. They love their career their careers like their baby whatever you want to call it but on the flip side of that real quick like if you're someone who isn't a career person and you're not career focused and you don't want to climb the corporate ladder and you just want to stay wherever you are that is totally fine like do not feel like you have to keep climbing the corporate ladder that you have to be an entrepreneur or own your own business like everyone on social media, I feel like is kind of like, Oh, I have this like big corporate job, and I'm making, you know, a million dollars or I'm going to start my own business. And it's amazing. But nobody shows you what's on the other side of that, you know, how much like blood, sweat and tears go into that and how much your mental health can like really take a toll on trying to climb the corporate ladder. Like, if you're someone who just has like, you know, an essential job, right? If you're, you know, What an Amazon driver, you're working at McDonald's, you know, you're driving the trucks, right? Like to bring us whatever it might be. I just feel like so many of those jobs that are truly essential to like making the world go round, (laughs) so to say, like really get shit on. And some people don't love to say, hey, I do this, or I'm an Amazon driver, or I'm a manager at McDonald's. And there's no shame in anything that you are doing to provide for one yourself, to provide, you know, for yourself and your family, if you have one, um, to just be able to like live out on your own, because your mental health was too bad working at, I mean, living at your parents, like the careers portion of our lifetime, I feel like is just, Mm. we're taught to like, get a corporate job right out of college climb the corporate and, ladder and just be absolutely miserable for mentally I, mean, I think because that's start, what we're supposed you know, to we do. we need to
1: continue to encourage like kids, like young children and kids in general that like you don't have to go into go to college. Like you can go into the trades, you can become a hairstylist, you can manage a retail yeah. store, you can be a manager at McDonald's, like you can bag groceries for the rest of your life, um or, or, or you know what I mean, and do stocking mm-hmm. or you could be a delivery driver, like there's so many more yeah. options out there than people are aware of. And I think that like, you know, the pressure for title chasing and valuing yourself, like, like making your job, like your, like how you bet, like, on, what am I trying to say? Like, it's like making your whole identity, your job. Identity. Yeah. And valuing valuing your work. Like your job is the like job your title you have yeah. or the company yep. you work for. Um, and in the past, like I've title chased, like when I first got out of college and I, I did that and I was, I was fucking miserable right? I was miserable. I ended up quitting that job because I was just like, just because I make more money or just because I have a better title doesn't mean that I'm happier. And it doesn't mean that my life is beneficial. Like, yes, I'm I'm having more money, but the money isn't everything. The title's are not everything. And I think that sometimes it takes like a humbling experience for you to be like, okay, totally. like I need to stop. Yep. And for some other people, they'll just like keep, you know, torturing themselves um, to, you know. Yeah. I'm miserable. And then they get to and, 50
0: years old and they're like, and, well, I'm I miserable. What have I been doing for the past 20
1: years? Um, and I, I don't want to live my life that way. I don't want to keep tile yeah. chasing. Um, and I think that like where I'm at and my job is really, really great. And I think that for me, like that whole experience of like tile chasing just for money, like I think I needed that. But now I'm at a place in my career where I feel very confident and I love my career and I'm naturally progressing as I'm like going through things. Um, but I'm not, I'm not forcing it. I think that that's the difference. I'm kind of just letting life happen, and it, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. not just like you know going after it feels big because I want you. more money. I'm doing it because I actually like my job. So I think that there's a there's a difference there. So I think that there's a, there's a, there. so that there's a lot to be said about like you know yeah. careers and title chasing and shaming people I for agree. their jobs, and which is totally unnecessary. Because if you go to the grocery store, every single person that is working there, you need them. You need them, and it,
0: yeah. My bagger, every time I go to Market Basket, oh, I'm Market like, thank Basket. you so much. Like, I, I have a conversation with them. Exactly. Like, we're exactly. not going to treat them as they're less than because they're bagging my groceries. You know, it's just absurd. Like, I don't want to bag my groceries. Yeah, so I'm very I, appreciative I for agree. someone who wants to actually do that. Like, thank you. I, ugh, yeah. You have to treat everyone as a human first. Rather than like what their title is when it comes their to, situation. you know, careers and stuff. Right. Like everyone is human. Everyone is, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Like, why are we shaming people? Um, all right. So as we wrap up, what are some final thoughts just for you it. on society norms and timelines? I'm just going to say, fuck it. Do <laughs> what makes you, have make to you
1: happy. To the, the <laughs> don't do things because it makes other people happy. Don't do things for an Instagram highlight. I mean, although I do love some good fucking photos, let's be for real. I'm spending a good chunk of money. I'm of spending course. a good chunk Let's, of money we're doing on that. my wedding, you know, for we're not reason, saying that we're not, but I'm just saying, also... that you know, do you think, do what, do what makes you happy, live your life, say fuck it, tell your mom to shut up about the kids and just go about your day.
0: Yeah, I think my last final words are just enjoy the journey. Stop trying to chase the destination and live in the present moment because tomorrow's not promised. So you could have your five, 10, 15 year plan, um, but you don't know if that's actually ever going to come true. No, it's right? true, And I hate though. to like sound kind of morbid. It's short. <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like that. Right. But life is seriously way too short. And I hate to use that like as a cliche, but it really is. You need to live in the present moment. Tomorrow is not promised. Do things Yay. for you. Do what makes you happy um, and live your best life. And I think that's all I have. <laughs> Thank you for listening, besties. We appreciate it as usual. Soon. And we will see you all in the next Bye. episode. Bye.